So today <clears throat> we're going to finish session 73, Law of One, received October 21, 1981. Uh, last time we discussed white magic and magical personality and the uh, movement of energy either from the crown chakra down, which is what the adept makes use of, or the root chakra up, which is only available to the Logos or the One Infinite Creator, and it's not, is the normal way that, that energy um, passes through the seven chakra, mind, body, spirit complex, or the self, the, the being, our beingness, which is basically, um, that is the spiritual path. <laughs> the spiritual path is from red to violet. The spiritual path is from root chakra to crown. And white magic is uh, properly done only by adepts, uh, meaning those that are mainly clear or um, free of blockages in the lower triad, one, two, three, and then significantly developed and balanced in green, blue, four, five, love, wisdom, and then uh, significantly activated six chakra and coordinated one through six, making the linkage to seven gateway to intelligent infinity the seventh chakra and um out of the octave um contact with intelligent infinity tapping then intelligent energy on the sixth chakra coming back down and then using that now in that context <clears throat> we're gonna go into some interesting teaching about jesus or yeshua and this starts actually at 7313 and we'll see the work of Jesus or Yeshua in the context of white magical activity, uh, seven chakra energy uh, process, and uh, world service, and uh, some of the principles of the positive path. So 7313, Don asks, what was the orientation with respect to dot, 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 this type of communication for the one known as Jesus of Nazareth. Ra says, You may have read some of this entity's workings. It offered itself as teacher to those mind-body-spirit <clears throat> mind complexes which gathered to hear and even then spoke as through a veil so as to leave room for those not wishing to hear. When this entity was asked to heal, it oft-times did so, always ending the working with two admonitions. Firstly, that the entity healed had been healed by its faith, that is, its ability to allow and accept changes through the violet ray into the gateway of intelligent energy. Secondly, saying always, tell no one. These are the workings which attempt a maximal quality of free will while maintaining fidelity to the positive purity of the working. So, by this answer, we see first um, a broader understanding of what the word working means. What is a working? White magical ritual, yes. Teaching and speaking is a, can be a working, and healing is a working. So any activity, we can say, uh, in service to other, uh, which really means for the purpose of continued development on one's path, which really means positive or negative which really means any deliberate activity in body, mind, spirit 
in which one continues to seek development, positive or negative, working with other or not, can be called a working. So the first, um, the first way it's spoken here is the working of Jesus or Yeshua as uh, offering himself as a teacher. So he's offering himself as a teacher for those people, obviously, who want to, who gathered and came freely to hear. But still, even then he spoke through a veil, meaning it was veiled speech or coded. He didn't say everything explicitly. He didn't explain it all explicitly, even today. And then that was understood as respecting free will or leaving room and allowing um, those who don't want to truly understand to remain without understanding. <laughs> now, sometimes we think, oh, the teacher is, he's just being cryptic. He's just being um, elusive or vague or he's hiding. Uh, I'm not talking about myself, but it's a criticism we can have of some teachers. Uh, in many cases, those are teachers who probably don't want to be honest. <laughs> That's not the same as this case. This is a case of somebody who had contact with intelligent infinity, Yeshua, and actually in some ways was speaking from a mind that um, had deep gnosis of the reality of time-space, higher dimensions, uh, higher self, in the scheme of evolution, and, what, and, and that which is invisible to normal human perception. So as an adept, seeing the invisible, to speak directly um, without... Uh, to, to speak without a veil or without um, any kind of coded or symbolic speech, to speak literally um, would be considered an infringement because his mind um, was, un was unveiled to the extent it was. And that's why uh, there's the saying, those who know don't say, and those who say don't know. So those who speak, those who, those who know don't speak, those who speak don't know. To some extent, that's true in the realm of um, metaphysics or um, teacher-student communities or, uh, you know, the, the spiritual community or the community of seekers on earth with uh, students and teachers and whatever, where the most advanced knowers speak the least, generally, actually. If you, even Gautama never spoke about anything other than Dhamma and the path. Never. He, he didn't give a damn about anything, and that was that, that's part of the definition of right speech, is avoidance of trivial speech. And if you look at Buddhist understanding of trivial speech or um, unimportant speech, or sort of um, uh, frivolous, it was called frivolous speech, uh, you've got, you know, politics <laughs> and all sorts of worldly matters that, that are relatively important for living in the world. But all of that's called frivolous speech. Likewise, Nityananda spoke very little. And uh, they, those that know, like they know your karma, they know your past lives, they know why things are happening, like Ra in many cases, um, will not um, speak as if, uh, you know, laying the table out for a banquet, like they said. So that's um, a, a, a spiritual obligation upon those who know, the, the Gnostics, um, not religious Gnostics, but 
metaphysical Gnostics, knowers, and adepts, and it's very true, and so it's very, it's all complicated when we try to say, is that teacher a liar, or uh, doesn't know and pretends to not, pretends to know, but doesn't really know, and that's why they're being apparently evasive, or elusive, or cryptic, or uh, not answering. Some teachers don't know. <laughs> Some people are frauds, and others do know, um, but they know they shouldn't explain it, they shouldn't offer explicitly. So it's very, very subtle. In terms of healing, he often did, that's another type of working, and ended, ended the working of his healing, like healing the lepers, with uh, two statements or admonitions, two injunctions, we can say, to the one that was healed, is, you were healed by your own faith, not by me. You were healed by your faith. What is faith? Now, here's another subtle definition of the word faith. That is, its ability, or faith as ability to allow and accept changes through violet ray into the gateway of intelligent energy. Gate, violet ray, seventh chakra, gateway intelligent energy, sixth chakra. So by the light in the head, by the, the linkage that is um, structural, metaphysical structural, between six and seven chakra, right? It's the column, it's the sushumna goes from root to crown, the, the column of energy, kundalini goes from root to crown, regardless of how well anyone has opened it, opened the chakras or unblocked chakras, there still is that energy uh, movement from one to seven and back down and up again. So by faith or with faith, um, faith that Yeshua was uh, what? The son of man, the son of God, a healer, a great man, you know, a saint. Faith in him. But also faith um, that they could be healed or deserve to be healed. Faith that he could do a healing and I could receive it and healing could happen and, and God is good. <laughs> that kind of faith, even for the non-adept, or the person very blocked in general, even lower triad heavy blockage, still can allow changes basically in the in the form maker body, the etheric body, six chakra, six ray energy field. That the change, uh, the form maker body, the six chakra etheric body energy field can accept changes, can be changed by the access to intelligent infinity or energy coming through violet ray down to six by the agency of Yeshua the healer by the faith of the one to be healed in Yeshua in himself or herself and in God or the scheme of, of reality in which that's happening then the second injunction was tell no one and that is basically preserving the free will of others to not have this reality forced upon them. I mean, think of a guy, he's a leper for 40 years, right? Then he walks into town totally healed. Uh, so he didn't, the, the, those that were healed didn't say, I guess, what happened? How do you explain that? It's hard to explain, right? Oh, uh, I've been blind for 30 years and now I can see. Uh, how did it happen? I can't tell you. <laughs> it was kind of stressful, I would think. So anyway, those two perspectives um, for the healing working or the working of healing uh, attempt or seek, right? Attempt. The goal is seeking. The goal is true seeking. 
if you just keep seeking, 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 you'll be finding, ever finding. The goal is not to be perfect. The goal is to keep seeking what we value, what's valued on our path. So attempt, they just attempt maximal quality of free will, meaning to preserve and not infringe free will, midday while maintaining fidelity to the positive purity of that healing working. So again, <laughs> this is just introductory, 73.14, Don goes, an observation of the working itself by another entity would seem to me to partially abridge free will in that a seemingly magical occurrence had taken place as a result of the working of an adept. This could be extended to any phenomenon which is other than normally acceptable. Could you speak on this paradox that is immediately the problem of anyone doing healing? <laughs> it's not a problem, but for us it's a paradox. It's not a problem for ones doing healing who are not living in paradox, but it's a problem at the intellectual level which perceives it as a paradox that the magical working of a healing let's say here, by an adept, by Yeshua, upon a person or with a person who seeks healing, seems to abridge, infringe their free will. Magical, <clears throat> magical working, or healing as white magical working, does it or does it not infringe the free will of the person to be healed? The, if it doesn't, it's not a paradox. <laughs> but it seems to, so it seems to be a paradox, Ra will give their answer. Ra says, and there was a mistake at the end of this, so I'll use the corrected version. Ra said, We are humble messengers of the law of one. To us there are no paradoxes. R. <laughs> Somewhere there's a big R in there. To us there are no paradoxes. R. The workings which seem magical, and therefore seem to infringe upon free will, do not in themselves do so. For the distortions of perception are, in brackets, as many as the witnesses, and each witness sees what it desires to see. Impringement upon free will occurs in this circumstance only if the entity doing the working ascribes the authorship of this event to itself or its own skills. Those who state that no working comes from it, but only through it, is infringing upon free will, is, is not infringing upon free will. So, those who state that no working comes from it, but only through it, is not infringing upon free will. Ra said that uh, there is no infringement. If the one that does the working states that... Now, do they have to state that? <laughs> Can they just know it? Uh, I don't know. But, Ra said, those who state the, the worker doing the magical healing or healing magical activity states that no working comes from me but only through me uh, no working comes from it but only through it is infringing upon will they're not for infringing on free will then by stating publicly or to the one to be healed I didn't heal you your healing came your the the power that the, the power of this healing came through me from God Right, the power, the, the it only God heals, or only the self heals, same. Only God, God power, universal power, logoic power, right? We don't have to say an old man with a beard. You know, there's a very the, the personalization of logos is a very um, two-edged sword. 
um, you can say that God does everything, but God is not a person. The law of karma is God. The, the law of causality is God. And the freedom from law of causality is God. God. God is the law. And that which is free of the law, which is the source of the law. The law is karmic law. <laughs> causality. The structuring of intelligent energy. That's God. That's not outside God. That's the way the Logos operates or allows the octave to operate by its own free will. But that's not free will. <laughs> that's the structuring that, that uh, the structuring of the um, the laws, the ratios or the laws in which inter intelligent energy uh, interacts with itself. The intelligent energy associated with consciousness <clears throat> and the intelligent energy associated with form and matter and phenomena. Right? They're both born of intelligent energy. Intelligent energy gave rise to the seven rays. Seven rays, seven vibratory fields of the seven chakras is name and form. Is consciousness, includes consciousness, right? Fourth and fifth chakra, fourth and fifth chakra is mind. So the energy fields of fourth, fifth ray, the green blue center, that is the, those fields of fourth ray, fifth ray is the basis of consciousness particularly the fashioning of samskara or fashioning of thought, thought form fashioning, and, and basic uh, sentience, awareness, consciousness itself. Of course, dualistic, but uh, <laughs> that, the, that's intelligent energy too. So the way intelligent energy of consciousness interacts with the intelligent energy of matter is made by God or the Logos. That's, that's how God does it all. On the other hand... It's not a personal matter, like, God, please help me. Well, <laughs> does one karmically deserve or not? And so it's very complex. Anyway, for Ra, there's no paradoxes, and for Yeshua, there probably wasn't either. For the adept and higher self, there is no paradox. They know that, that um, duality is the appearance of unity, and unity appears as duality. The 10,000 things are simply... Uh, uh, a face of the one. All, all is one. One is all. All is the one infinite creator. Uh, all the many is simply vibratory expression of the one ocean of life. There's no paradox. So workings that seem magical and seem to infringe are not infringing because um, you're distorted. <laughs> He's saying to Don. Or the distortions of perception, meaning the limitations of perception. Gautama would say, actually, perception itself, as the um, third skanda, is itself a distortion. Yes, actually. Even, uh, I would say that the distortions of the empty and insubstantial function of perception itself, these distortions are many. And as many as there are witnesses, uh, as many as, as, as there are opinions. So each witness, each person, sees what they desire to see. This is a... I could spend the next hour on that, but I won't. We see what we want to see, even if we don't like it. It means that we want to see to that degree that we see what we see. What we like or don't like is, is, is distinct matter. Um you will see only to the extent that you want to see. And you will know only to the extent that you want to know. Whether you 
like what you see or don't like what you see is, is a separate matter. But I want to see, therefore, I will inevitably come to see some things I don't like. So I want to see, and I may well see what I don't like. But I'm seeing that which I don't like because I want to see. I want to see not only that which I like, therefore I can see what I also don't like. So I can see what I like, I can see what I don't like, because I want to see regardless of my preference universal vision and so the mind spirit linkage is universal vision the vision is blue green the universality is six ray so if you want universal vision <laughs> develop not the book if you want real universal vision love to see i long to see i long to know i love to see i love truth like that that is the um emancipation of blue of green blue indigo develop the higher triad and so infringement Ra saying that, you know because um, all is one there really isn't any paradox anyway and because we have distorted perception we have distortions lower chakra blockage and fourth fifth ray blockage or lack of development therefore perception is limited distorted not you know, not perfected, imperfect perception, right? If the doors of perception are cleansed, man would see reality as it is, or infinite. Yeah, so the doors of perception are the distortion, are, are the, the capacity, is the capacity of, of perception, capacity for total universal vision, and to the extent that there's lower chakra blockage, and I mean, to the extent that there's any, <laughs> any problem, any chakra imperfection in one through six there will be distortions in perception or not fully cleansed doors of perception and by that we we live in maya uh, we live in illusion to some extent we don't see we don't see that the two is one and the one and the two are the same we don't see and so don don may see it as a paradox that seems to be an infringement but it isn't and so where infringement really comes is when when the person says i did it i healed you and how many healers talk that way or how many people think i want to go to a healer so the healer can heal me that's a problem uh so 7315 ross said again we said that in that event there's no infringement meaning no infringement if the healer says or knows and states that no working comes through no working comes from me but through me only and that's the difference, Ross said, uh, for those on the positive path, things come not to, but through the one on the positive path. Now, to the extent that we're on the positive path, or continue on the positive path, or continue polarizing positively, or continue resolving blockages in the lower triad and developing green, blue, indigo, then we won't be grasping or self-aggrandizing. Uh, we're not aggrandizing, we're releasing. We're freeing. We're letting go, not grabbing on. And that means reality and life can come up and through, including blessings and benefits and money and abundance and this and that. It doesn't come to me for me to hold. It comes up through me for me to be an instrument of thy will, instrument of the logos, an instrument of, you know, may all beings be well and happy. That's, that's the attitude 
you know that that seeks to be free of of self selfish selfishness <laughs> and then free of ignorance too okay anyway going on 7316 i really should finish this session don asks the one known as jesus accumulated 12 disciples what was his purpose in having these disciples with him ra says what is the purpose of teach learning if there be no learned teachers those drawn to this entity were accepted by this entity, Yeshua, without regard for any outcome. This entity accepted the honor duty placed upon it by its nature and its sense that it's, that to speak was its mission. Also, very deep, long explanation possible here. What was Yeshua's purpose in having his disciples? Was he a selfish guy? Was he a self-aggrandizer? Was he proud? If you're a great man being, why do you even have disciples? Why do you have these people around with you? Right? <laughs> Satanic accusers may accuse anything. Why? What was his purpose? He didn't have a purpose. Can you even think outside your own box? It wasn't his purpose. What was his purpose in not refusing them? Why didn't he refuse them? And Ross said, What's the purpose of teach learning if there to be no learned teachers? Meaning, you know, in the normal normal speak, what's the purpose of teaching if there's no no one to learn? Well, he was teaching because there were people there who wanted to learn. Why didn't he refuse them? Because he wanted to teach them? <laughs> because he wanted to help them? Because he was responding to their call, seeking teaching? So, he offered teaching? Maybe that was as simple as that. Uh, and so he accepted the honor duty placed upon him by its by his nature and his I'll just go its to his not its but his nature and his sense that to speak was his mission and so to impute or uh, assign a personal purpose is sometimes mistaken to say, why did he have disciples, only the solitary yogi is the true yogi, well, that's to impute a personal purpose to his having disciples around him. How about the idea that he felt a sense of duty, metaphysical duty, or honor, or responsibility, to do, to speak, because of his awakening. He had a sense, I, it looks to me, he had Yeshua simply knew he knew his nature <laughs> his nature was a Gnostic he was a knower a seer an adept and very much um, longing to do the father's work loving uh, to do the work of the one who called him of course Valentinus knew this look at the other talks in the gospel of truth so he knew his own nature to be a son of the one or son of man or Gnostic knower, seer and knew that that uh, brought with it responsibility which was to fulfill a mission to, to express his nature our purpose is our nature Ross said their purpose in coming to earth is to express their nature that's it now in 7th density there's no more speaking <laughs> so the nature has changed Therefore, the purpose or the mission changes. But in sixth density, or for Atman, or for adepts, Yeshua, uh, their nature was to be uh, a Gnostic speaker, a speaker 
who knows, the knower who speaks. And by that nature, he knew that there it, it entails, like all, uh, like all development, it entails obligation. And that's called duty. But that duty is an honor. Okay, well, that's nice. But it's really a responsibility. And so then it's a responsibility to rightly express your nature. And that is called mission. So your mission is to truly express your nature. <laughs> if you don't know your nature, the first mission or work is to discover your, your true nature. Then they were simply drawn to him. They came because they could see his light or they appreciated what he said. And then he didn't refuse them. Uh, because they came in sincere, with sincerity or in sincerity and <clears throat> he accepted them without regard for any outcome that's another matter meaning he wasn't intending to use them in a certain way I don't think that Yeshua wanted to make a church at all I think that he just wanted to speak truth and offer that for as many as possible um, so that they could find a way out of 3D recycling and graduate to the kingdom of heaven on earth, realizing the kingdom of heaven within. And that's it for the questions on Yeshua here in this session. I think there's more later. 7317. More about magic. Don says, In the exercise of the fire, then, I assume that the healer would be working with the same energy that we spoke of as entering through the crown chakra. Is this correct? Ross says, This is correct. With some additional notation necessary for your thought, in continuing this line of study, I don't know what the exercise of fire is, when the magical personality has been seated in the green ray energy center for healing work, the energy then may be seen to be the crystalline center through which the body energy is channeled. Thus, this particular form of healing uses both the energy of the adept and the energy of the upward spiraling light. As the green ray center becomes more brilliant, we would note this brilliance does not imply overactivation, but rather crystallization. The energy of the green ray center of the body complex spirals twice. Firstly, clockwise from the green ray energy center to the right shoulder, through the head, the right elbow, down through the solar plexus to the left hand. This sweeps all the body complex energy into a channel, which then rotates the great circle clockwise, again from left he said from right we correct again rotates the great circle clockwise again from the left to the feet to the right hand to the crown to the left hand and so forth thus the incoming body energy crystallized regularized and channeled by the adepts personality reaching to the green ray energy center may then pour out the combined energies of the adept which is incarnate thus offering the service of healing to an entity requesting that service. This basic situation is accomplished as well when there is an entity which is working through a channel to heal. Now, <clears throat> this is the nitty-gritty of a particular white magical exercise of fire or magical technique basis of healing another, working to help heal. Um... I don't know what they were doing, but the it's mainly technique, but there's some important theory here. By technique, first one seats the magical personality in green ray energy center, meaning heart center, 
fourth ray for healing. Um, the energy. So we're talking about they were talking about energy from the crown down to the heart, and then circulated or spiral clockwise, clockwise spiraled and moved around and sent out by the hand, but also energy coming up from root to the heart chakra, root chakra one to four, which are called the basic energy chakras. So fourth ray in this practice is the crystalline center through which body energy is channeled. What's body energy? Well, there's physical, mental, spiritual energy types. Um, you could say that the body energy is what? That which comes in through the root, root chakra? Maybe. It could be more so, actually, and, and because then all energy, you know, that touches the seven rays all comes up through that, or mut, or that's a major ingress. Uh, I don't know, but it's certainly energy associated with the first three chakras is more associated with body, but in this case goes to the heart uh, and is sort of seated in the heart. And so it uses the energy of the adept, which is intelligent energy or what comes down from the crown with contact intelligent infinity or intelligent energy, six ray, that is activated by contact with intelligent infinity or seven chakra. So it's all so complicated. The adept's link between six and seven chakra occurs. Then there's utilization of energy from six chakra down. That's the energy of the adept. Then the energy of upward spiraling light is from the root, root chakra to the fourth ray. Then through the practice or over time, green ray becomes more brilliant, more um, stimulation, fourth ray. But Ross said that's not overactivation. So there's activation and overactivation. There's high activation that is crystallization that is not overactivation or imbalanced activation. <laughs> then we're, then there's the, the circuitry or the particular um, route, um, you know, cycle, cycle path of green ray from the heart spiraling and then to the shoulder and the head and the elbow and the solar plexus and all of this and all of that. That's not really critical. If you need this technique to do it, um, <laughs> good luck. I, I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, finally, <clears throat> um, the way this works is incoming body energy, perhaps related to the first three chakras or energy coming, the energy that goes you know, from root to heart chakra, in this case, uh, crystallized, regularized, channeled. So the, 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 the energy... The chakras need to be, the fourth ray, fifth ray need to be crystallized. That is itself a regularization of energy flow. That itself allows the flow of upward spiraling light from root to heart and then to six chakra and then six to seven and then back down to six. That, that channeling is, is basically done by work upon the chakras, which is really done by work upon the mind. Uh, and here again, we're talking about the adept, white magical worker, healer. And then it goes back and um, combined, pours out combined energies of the adept, which incarnate, offering service of healing. Now, that may be happening, that may have been happening with Yeshua. He may have been doing something like that. Uh, but I don't think that he was thinking, okay, now I'll go to the right elbow, now I go to the left elbow, now I go to the shoulder, now I go to the head, and then I spiral twice. 
uh, that kind of um, conscious formulation, thought form based practice was probably not going on. He might have been learn. He might have learned it as a technique, but then it became second nature and instinctive, and um, no need to uh, trace the steps. It's like when I want to get up the bed, I don't think uh, raise my right leg, turn my right hip, uh, put my left hand there. Do do do. It just becomes uh, one flowing activity. So, but this is. Uh, also, this this is this, this the, what that type of healing with the exercise of the fire can be accomplished, or the healing can be accomplished by another technique. Also, when uh, Ross said, as well as uh, basic situation is accomplished, meaning that flow of energy uh, and the service of healing is accomplished as well when there is an entity which is working through a channel to heal, and so that's when the person is a receiver transmitter from another being for healing it seems Don goes on could you tell me how the transfer of light I believe it would be would affect the patient to be healed Ross said the effect is that of polarization healing is then polarization the entity may or may not accept any percentage of this polarized life energy which is being offered in the occasion of the laying on of hands this energy is more specifically channeled, and the opportunity for acceptance of this energy similarly more specific. It may be seen that the king's chamber effect is not affected in this form of working, but rather the addition to one whose energies are low, the opportunity for the building up of those energies. Many of your distortions called illnesses may be aided by such means. Okay, so <clears throat> we're talking about healing. What is healing? Healing is associated with polarization. It's associated with a, you know, a, a more harmonic condition of body, mind, spirit to the law of one. But um, in specific, it's polarization. Now, you know, if there's no polarization, meaning all is one, there's no right, there's no polarity. How can there be polarization? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you can say that mm, that increasing positive polarization of the one that is healed, the one that receives healing and can say, I am healed or has healing, it can be said to be more positively polarized, for sure, less distorted, more in harmony with the law of one in all ways. We can certainly say that the lower chakras are less blocked and the higher chakras are more activated and more balanced and better coordinated we can say all of that, that's called increasing positive polarization. But there's also no polarization <laughs> in the law of one. But uh, there's really not a paradox there either, <laughs> although it seems to be. But in the healing, what determines the degree of healing is not only the skill or uh, advancement of the healer, but the degree to which the entity, the person to be healed, can accept uh, or not accept the whole of what's being offered. The entity may or may not accept any percentage of the polarized life energy being offered. So polarized life energy, intelligent energy, light, the light that gives rise to the seven rays. So this is not the sun's light or visible light. It's light with a capital L, third principle, which is intelligent energy, light, love, love, light, which is the basis of the seven energy fields. 
so the seven comes out of the white light or the white or light which is really not even white it's sort of invisible clear light um, gives rise to the rainbow but that <clears throat> there's some polarization involved in what's being offered um, the polarization of light light love um, is <laughs> beyond my understanding is it more love light is it light love I don't know what does it mean to say polarized life energy that's not the same as positive or negative polarization of an entity it's not the same as chakra conditions it's uh, intelligent energy itself that's polarized um, more along the lines of being light love or love light <laughs> what's that uh, I don't know more associated with um, form and or more associated with consciousness love being associated with sentience consciousness and light being more associated with form or what matter <laughs> I don't know but uh, this is something to consider what is polarized intelligent energy how can intelligent energy be polarized what does it mean but uh, there's also a type of healing called laying on of hands the energy is more specifically channeled um, how I don't really know uh, the opportunity for accepting is more specific it may be specific to a location of the body also that's for sure because the hands are specifically touching particular portions of the body to be healed then in the analogy with the Giza pyramid we're talking about the king's chamber effect you know I may not finish this session today how about that well oh well in the king's chamber effect or king's chamber which is the lower uh, or the upper I'm sorry in the Giza pyramid kings and queens the place of healing it's not attempted the the you, it's not attempted in this form of working but rather the addition to what's what's attempted in the exercise of fire or the normal forms of healing <clears throat> which may involve some kind of channeling of the healing which not may not involve channeling an entity but channeling intelligent energy in a more particular specific way <clears throat> in these forms of healing um, we're not talking about the king's chamber effect the king's chamber effect is probably the temporary uh, armor shattering or armor suspension or armoring suspension and the suspension temporary suspension of the uh, armoring energy fields of the entity that are interrupted or uh, suspended in the king's chamber by the one to be healed and the adept in the chamber with the crystal that's not happening here we're not talking about <clears throat> temporary interruption we're talking about addition or stimulation and that's a very interesting thing healing in many ways is a um, empowering it's a supplementing it's a feeding it's a nurturing it's a building up or a offer uh, offer of energy for the building up of energy for one whose energies are low building up of those energies and it's also true <clears throat> that many uh, illnesses we have um, are the result of low low energy or deficiency in, in energy physical or mental or spiritual actually so there's physical and there's mental and there's spiritual energies 
We can say the physical are associated with one chakras one through three. Mental is associated with chakras four or five. Spiritual energy is associated with chakras six and seven. Yeah, that's an easy way of saying it. That's maybe true. And um, body illness can be, or many body illnesses uh, would be, are associated, Ross said, uh, with low energy in one of those complexes or, or a combination, probably mainly physical, but this healing uh, is a building up, is a transfer of energy, is an energy transfer, physical energy, from spiritual, by spiritual intention. But it is true that a lot of our illness is because there's a weakness in the body, or there's low physical and or vital energy, or there's some kind of deficiency. So that's interesting to consider. 7319, a long statement John made that Ra said um, they're not going to attempt much refinement. I'm not going to comment on it much, but I'll go through. Don said, I'll make a general statement which you can correct. The way I see the overall picture of healer and patient is that the one to be healed has, because of a blockage in one of the energy centers or more, but we'll just consider one particular problem, because of this energy center blockage, the upward spiraling light that creates one of the seven bodies, energy fields, has been blocked from the maintenance of that body, and this has resulted in a distortion from the perfection of that body that we call disease or a bodily anomaly, which is other than perfect. The healer, having suitably configured its own, its energy centers, is able to channel light, the downward pouring light, through its properly configured energy situation, to the one to be healed. <clears throat> if the one to be healed has the mental configuration of acceptance of this light, the light then enters the physical complex and reconfigures the distortion that was created by the original blockage, I am sure that I have made some mistakes in that. Would you please correct them? Ross said, your mistakes were small. We would not at this time attempt a great deal of refinement of that statement as there is preliminary material which, we will, which will undoubtedly come forward. We may say that there are various forms of healing. In many, only the energy of the adept is used. In the exercise of fire, some physical complex energy is also channeled. We may, we may note, we might note further that when the one wishing to be healed, though sincere, remains unhealed, as you call this distortion, you may consider pre-incarnative choices, and your more helpful aid to such an entity may be the suggestion that it meditate upon the affirmative uses of whatever limitations it might experience. We would also note that in these cases the indigo ray workings are often of aid. Other than these notes, we do not wish to further comment upon your statement at this working. So this will be the last um, matter for today. <laughs> we won't finish this session today. Uh, there's a massive, ex massive discussion at 7322 about the nature of uh, energy transfers between beings, physical, sexual mental, spiritual, and uh, so we'll, <laughs> we'll do 73, session 73 in three parts. It's a very important um, exchange, 7319. Uh, 
and I will next time we'll start at 7320. As for 7319, you see how complicated this gets. Healer and patient. The one to be healed or the patient has some problem. In this case, we're generally talking just about physical illness or physical ailment. Yes, it's associated with with block with chakra blockages, of course. Blockage in one of the centers or more. I mean, it seems to me that everybody has multiple chakra blockages. And anybody who says you don't have multiple chakra blockages is either is is generally um, you know not not seeing. They they're generally ignorant because you have to be a fifth density above or be an adept and very clairvoyant, not just a little clairvoyant, to see the multiple layers of each chakra condition. So it's always the case, it seems to me, that people have blockages in all in many uh, chakras simultaneously, more or less. <clears throat> um, associated with that, yes, upward spiraling light from root to crown uh, has blockage in the passage from root to crown. Whether that, um, you know, to say that the upward spiraling light creates the seven bodies, I don't think that's the case. I would say that upward spiraling light feeds or interacts with the bodies. The bodies are the seven field, seven energy fields associated with seven chakras. I wouldn't say that the upward spiraling light creates the bodies, but um, the seven energy fields have problem associated with the blockage of any uh, chakra itself. It's the maintenance of the body. It's not quite that either, because it's not that seven energy fields have to just be maintained like we think what? The physical body should just be maintained in some homeostasis? That's not the only measure of health. That's not really a full understanding of what health is. There's growth and maintenance. They're different and um, both occurring. So there's balance, there, there's growth, there's balance in continual growth or maintenance of continual change. <laughs> Balanced continual change. So anyway, it's a little bit more complicated than, than he indicated, I'd say. <clears throat> but yes, there is a distortion in the, there's blockage in the chakras and there's distortion in the corresponding energy fields. And that's absolutely associated with disease or body anomaly, yeah. Then for the healer, um, yes, they are one who's configured, or it's not configured. You know, it's not like an intellectual work. It's purification of the lower triad and a full or sufficient development of the upper triad, if we want to say that, green, blue, indigo. This is a suitable configuration. I'm not really sure. Uh, so there's a certain mentalist bias I think here but because a whole lot of this purification requires surrender not clever mental configuration so then the healer does channel light yes that downward point pouring light is from contact with intelligent infinity or crown down from it's basically by contact with intelligent infinity there's access to intelligent energy six chakra and so the downward pouring light, it's hard to say it's light, but it's before energy. It's, it's all, you know, these are real fine distinctions. But 
is there some energy coming down from the crown chakra or is it the a, a certain kind of energy resonance between six and seven that allows access to six ray intelligent energy i i can't really say for sure but there's surely access to six ray <laughs> form making or etheric body or intelligent energy is it coming down from the crown or is it simply sparked by contact with the crown i don't know uh, but yes the healer is channeling light or channeling intelligent energy yes they have um, highly developed their chakras and energy bodies as to what the one to be healed needs to do or to be to be healed the the condition of the one to be healed that allows healing um, it's not only mental configuration or I want to be healed obviously Rod talked about there are many people who uh, wish to be healed and they are sincere and they remain unhealed so sincerity of the wish to be healed is not enough self-knowledge is not enough actually so sincerity of the desire purity of the sincerity of the desire to be healed is not enough those sincere remain unhealed it's not a mental configuration uh, of intellectual structure either uh, because there are karmic factors in play higher self um, you need you know if you want to be healed you got to first talk with higher self <laughs> and know um, can it be can't it not be and maybe you will never know that but you try your best and see what happens but if it can't be healed or if one has gone to many healers and it doesn't remain healed though one is sincere and one knows oneself and one is a goodly a goodly fellow or lady and does a good job and is kind to you know one and all uh, one may still live a whole lifetime with very significant body limitations illness infirmity all sorts of limitations why well in this case Ra's saying consider pre-incarnative choices it means talk to your higher self talk to your soul meaning you chose this we chose this now nobody wants to hear that and some people say oh you're so cruel you're blaming the victim well I didn't even call them victim so to take responsibility is not to assign blame if I say I create on my own reality am I blaming myself for everything that I don't like well no I don't think so but you know <laughs> be careful with slippery thought um, see truth and do your best that's what we're doing that's what I'm trying to do uh, but yes indeed we do make pre-incarnative choice program catalyst for certain body illness or limitation uh, for the length of an incarnation happens all the time people are born um, one leg shorter than the other or countless body problems that the medical profession of that age is unable to, to heal or cure the person never meets an adept the person is born into a time when the medical procedures can't heal it like um, childhood trauma like terrible trauma that happens in the first five years psychiatrists uh, doctors mm, many people on earth they don't have the ability to heal that kind of early trauma there can be palliative care but they're necessarily the the age doesn't have the full um, technologies or maybe they do but you better try it but you better use it and see to say oh this healer this technology will do it well have you used it have you seen that it works 100 percent 
you can be sure it doesn't. Why not? Well, <laughs> there's more going on than what meets the eye. So, uh, it's a very important matter, actually, that we do uh, program catalyst of body illness and limitation that is unable to be healed. Now, uh, it's hard to say what body illness or disease or condition can't be healed because most people don't make supreme effort. If you make supreme effort, meaning hither and yon, continually searching and trying what may heal for oneself, and and truly have, have done that yeoman's work, and then remain unhealed, then you can say, it seems that this was a program catalyst for me to keep this condition for the value of this experience through the, for the entirety of the Incarnation. But it's very common that people give up their attempt to, for healing midway through, or go to the line of least resistance and take the Western pharmaceutical or something, or just give up and say, oh well, I'll have to just learn to live with it. Uh, but um, it does happen that one may sincerely wish to be healed, and have made great effort and remain unhealed. In that case, there are pre-incarnative choices that are the purpose for which that disease cannot be healed. Then, Ross suggesting it's more helpful for that person to offer them the suggestion that they meditate upon the affirmative uses of whatever limitations they're experiencing. And so, there are a lot of people who get angry if they hear if you say that. Meditate on the affirmative uses of your limitations. Very few, many people don't want to hear that and they'll get angry at the person who's saying so. Whose fault is that? Maybe it's just the fault of the person who said it that didn't realize that the person don't want to hear it. But, I mean, if I say something and somebody <clears throat> rebels against it or hates me or is angry at me for saying it, even if it's helpful um, or true, that doesn't matter. But they're angry because I said something, um, I consider myself at fault for not knowing beforehand that they couldn't, they didn't want to hear it, that it wouldn't be helpful. And um, in the future, I, or for the future, I will consider that this person I shouldn't share certain truths with because um, they're going to have an emotional, angry response. So if you prove that you make angry response to help, the help will not be forthcoming. But <laughs> for one who tries to help naively, <laughs> or tries to help those that are willing to hear this kind of bitter truth, or offer uh, guidance. Uh, the guidance here, suggestion is to meditate upon the affirmative uses of whatever limitations or the disease function, the disease that they can't heal. And then also, indigo ray workings are of aid. This is also esoteric, I think, indicating that um, supporting their six chakra activation is um, suitable and appropriate when the body complex or disease cannot be healed physically. Um, this is ultimately um, helping the person develop a sense of faith and wholeness or a sense that it's okay, you're not to blame, God has a purpose here. There is some higher purpose for this 
um, pain, disease, limitation, uh, problem that remains unhealed, that cannot be healed for the entirety of their lifetime. Condition that you don't like, that will not improve for the entirety of your lifetime. This is some bitter truth that a lot of people don't want to hear. There are certain limitations, uh, things we want, we won't have for the rest of our life. Certain body illnesses and limitations and conditions cannot be healed for the rest of this life. Yet, there is um, affirmative use of that limitation possible. Meaning, we can learn something from it. We can grow. We can live with it. We can make peace with it. We can actually transcend being upset about it <laughs> and consider it not even a big deal in many cases. Depends on the person, depends on the condition. So, this is um, goes on and on, but certainly considering how, how I am responsible for this unhealable condition, how I may make good use of or learn or develop myself further while experiencing this unhealable condition or unchangeable condition, unhealable disease and unchangeable limitation or unfulfillable desire. Yet I may learn and I may grow and I may make peace and I may be free of dismay, but I first will allow and uh, honor my dismay. Now, doing that with oneself is different than helping another. Uh, but all of that leads ultimately or is supported by indigo ray activation, meaning the big picture or a sense that is complete and whole and perfect. So these are very, very important perspectives. Uh, and this is just a little introduction. Next week, <laughs> I think, yes, we will finish session 73, starting at 7320, and uh, spend most of the session on 7322, the various types of energy transfer between two people. And um, very deep stuff. So anyway, I hope this has been helpful. Thanks a lot for being here. Thank you all. Take good care. Good night.